Good evening once again and welcome to NeuroDigest here on Science TV. This is our sixth episode and today we're going to be having our second guest, Mr. Mwangi, who is a speech therapist. So we would like to request our viewers to share the questions if you have any on nonverbal children, what, where, why and how. Because today we have an expert. I know we have touched on some of these issues in the previous episodes as some of the signs and symptoms of neurodiversity and we are not forgetting that as we go live we have our sign interpreter Maureen Maiza and she will be our sign interpreter for today. On my left I have Mr. Asaf John Mwangi. Hello As viewers. Yes. So we shall be diving into the topic of speech therapy and why it is done and what is the benefit and he will explain to us since he's the expert and he's a teacher of special needs children he can explain to us more in, about this topic i know we just touched on it but let's hear it from the expert karibu sana mr asaf thanks very much okay you can start by informing the viewers who you are where you do what you do exactly all of that and more Okay, thank you, Sign TV, for giving me this opportunity to talk to the viewers, especially the people, or the parents, teachers, and other professionals who work with children in the spectrum. My name is Asaf Mwangirongo. I'm a teacher, and I'm also a speech therapist. My first degree is Bachelor of Special Needs in Education, Master's in Speech and Language Therapy. Good. So at least he knows what we're going to ask and we know he has the experience because he works in a school and he handles our children actually he's Andrew's speech therapist and I can say I have seen a lot of progress in the past one year and a half right yes. that he has been with him and we'd like to know first of all how does this issue of children being nonverbal come about like what what is the cause or how do we explain it in layman's language we say nonverbal or lack of speech or uh, we have things like echolalia and all of that. So we'd like to have you elaborate to the parents and all our viewers, like how does this happen? How come it comes about as one of the signs and symptoms of neurodiversity, Karibu? Yes, thanks very much, uh, Mora. When you talk about autistic child, mm -hmm. and you talk about the speech and language, mm -hmm. we forgot to go deeper and we talk about the communication. Okay. Because when you talk about the speech and the language, mm -hmm. the, the abler term is what we call the communication. Okay. And in the definition of what is autism, mm -hmm. what comes up is difficulty in communication. Okay. So at, when you talk about the communication, in a layman term is how we express our feelings. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, how we express our feelings and our thought. So it must have from a listener and to the speaker. Okay. So for you to communicate, you must be able to have a listener and a receiver. Okay. And when you talk about the communication skills, that's where we should be starting from. All right. That most, not all of them, okay. but most of the learners with autism, they have difficulty in communicating their feelings, their ideas, the opinion, their words, and their wishes. Okay. Yes. So now, uh, when we say they have difficulty in communication, because the one thing I usually don't quite get to understand is a child can sing, yes. right? Yes. But they cannot have a conversation with you. 
But if you put on music, they understand the rhythm, they can sing along to that. But when it comes to engaging them, like having a conversation, the way I'd say, how was your day? You know, and then now they process that and like, give me feedback. That's what you're saying, communication, communication. is among two people. Yes. So what seems to be the challenge? Like that, what, what is it that is not happening? That they're not able to actually process what you're trying to tell them? Good. Yes, we are saying that is a spectrum, okay. right? Yeah. So uh, the one child is totally different from others. Let, uh, let me start from, from some basic thing. When you talk about speech and language, because mm -hmm. language is the medium of communication. Okay. And we use language to communicate. And this language should, can be non-verbal or verbal. Okay. can be written or signed, like what our science interpreter is doing. Yeah. She is communicating mm -hmm. using language. Okay. See now, using sign language. So to her, sign language is a medium of communication. Okay. Yes. So I do talk about child with autism. Mm -hmm. When it comes to language, it cut across both verbal and non-verbal. Okay. Both receptive and expressive. Okay. So let's go back. They may have difficulty in understanding what is being said. Okay. They may have difficulty with expressing themselves, but they are okay in understanding. Okay. Okay. But we can have a case whereby there is difficulty in understanding language, mm -hmm. and there is also difficulty in expressing language okay. and they can have the okay with understanding language which is the deceptive language mm -hmm. but they have an issue with the expressive language but now let's come to the language okay. when we talk about language mm -hmm. and let's not talk about the because a child of two years mm -hmm. we are talking about the body language and the verbal language we have we cannot go to the, to, to the written language okay. and we see that this child especially what we call it, let's go back to the types of the spectrum because we know that there is, there is the, the classic autism mm -hmm. and there is the high functioning autism. And this, these are two different things. And, these are, and they manifest differently when it comes to the speech and language. Okay. Because when you get a child with a classic autism, mm -hmm. you may have a mute child, totally mute no speech okay. mute. Mm -hmm. you may have an echolalic child okay. who is there the speech is there but it's mainly echo you ask him or her how are you how are you okay so because uh, we have uh for me i, I understand what echolalia is and i know we have put it out on our facebook page and it speaks what it is but for any new viewers or any parent who does not understand what echolalia is could you kindly elaborate what yeah. is echolalia echolalia is merely repeating words or phrases mm -hmm. which a child with autism has heard before. Okay. It can be it can be immediate mm -hmm. or it can be something like parsecolary, something which child has had maybe two days ago or one day ago. Okay. Yeah it can be a delayed echolalia or it can be an immediate echolalia. Let me give you an example of a child woman I used to teach who had a delayed echolalia. Mm -hmm. He could listen to the news, this maybe yesterday 7 p.m. news. Okay. And when he came to school, he was able to recite all the news. Which the entire news. The entire news. But isn't that genius? Mm. Like, isn't that... If you, no, I'm trying to understand because I also came across yeah. a child like that. Yeah. Like, they opened a book and they were 
because they are photos, yes. they could read what is there. Not read, because they can't read. Yes. But he was repeating. So when I asked the mom, like, is he able to read? And he was like, no, it's because I have read that page. So the child actually knows this page, this is what is written, but yet they don't know how to actually tell you this is letter A and it sounds like this. If you ask me, I'd say that's like utterly genius. Like we should find a way of how we can make use of that. You know, those are best spies. If I was to give them a JD, I think of a spy who, or, or, or a recorder where you want to walk in somewhere and you need to play back everything, but then you don't want to be caught with the gadget. I'd actually take an autistic child who is echolytic to go and do that job for me. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it's, a, it's, it's, it's something what we call the super memory. Okay. Because they're able to memorize even where the full stop goes. And even the presenter coughed, they will cough that <laughs> Oh no, so, like they will A plus the anything exactly. else on top, uh, yes. on top of whatever it yes. is that was spoken. But ask them the, the context or the meaning of the news. Alright. They have no idea. So the processing of yes. what they have heard yes. is the challenge. Yeah, exactly. It's not that they, they, they are not hearing, they can yes. hear, but they processing hear. the Meaning. Meanings is not there. What so, we call now semantic part of the semantic part of communication. Yes, of communication. Knowing the meaning. Okay. But they are able. Mm -hmm. It's just like what you had asked before about they are able to sing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I myself can sing or hangla. I can sing along, <laughs> but do I know do I know do I know the meaning of those words? No, you don't. No. Yeah. I can sing this the, the Congolese uh rumba. Uh, those French songs. Yeah. I can't sing alone. Yeah. But do I know what they mean? No, you not most of the times you don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So you see. Yeah. But can I be able to communicate in French? No. No. Can I be able to communicate in Lingala? No. no. You see, can I be able to communicate in Vruo? No. no. But I can sing a no hard last song. So the part of the brain which deal with the music mm -hmm. and the part of the brain which deal with the communication mm -hmm. is totally different. Okay. Because for the, for the music has really some, some emotional aspect of it. Okay. And also me memory, you have to remember this one. And the way the song is, the way the words are written, they will never change. Yeah. And singing is not spontaneous. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to the communication, it's very spontaneous. Mm -hmm. You come and ask me, how was school? Yeah, you need to process yeah, how to school, process how school and, was. And give me feedback. Yes, and how school was yesterday is not the way it was way. today. Yes. But if I sing the song about black sheep, the way it was during our dad's time. It's still the same. The same one. Maybe the, same the Yes. Wow. Yeah. Okay, that's quite interesting. And I like the way you have explained that the, the different types of communication. That is me. The receiving, yes. processing, and actually engaging. So that the child has to first process it before they can give you feedback. And that's where the challenge is yes. most of the time. So when it comes to now written speech, is that like how long tentatively would we get worried as, as parents of children who are nonverbal, meaning that they, they don't have speech, right? And how long should I give my child before I get extremely worried? Because we know we have like, for example, Bradley started at three, Andrew started at five. Yeah, Daniel, my first one, by I think the second year he was already talking. So right now, I'd mentioned this last time, when I see a two-year-old child talking, it's, it's something that I get so shocked over because I cannot relate to that. So when should a parent get worried, like really worried and start look, looking at either going for therapy or seeking um, help? At what point in their child's development should they do that? Yeah, it's a very simple but a complex 
it's from yeah. Okay. Any typical child, if a child by two years they are not able to converse, then there's an issue. Okay. And having a child who is not able to communicate, it does not mean that they're in the state trouble. Okay. It could be some other issues. All right. Yes, but it also raises a concern. Mm -hmm. If a child is not able to get the eye contact, you know that the simplest way of communication mm -hmm. is an eye contact. Okay. If I talk to you when I'm looking down, Mm -hmm. How would that be? Even if I'm so fluent, how would that be? <laughs> I feel disrespected. Most of the time, yes, I yes, feel disrespected. But we can communicate just by eyes. You see the eyes. Mm -hmm. So a child of six months, even some few months, mm -hmm. they look upon their parents, they try to reach their parents, mm -hmm. yes, and they make an eye contact by four months. So if you see that a child is not giving you the eye contact, and sometimes they give, but they cannot be able to maintain the eye contact. Then there are some few question marks. Okay. Yes. So that is the very first, the very first thing, yes. very first form of communication between a mother contact. and the parents and the and the child yes. is, eye is eye contact. So that's the first thing we should. The minute we note that there is no eye contact, yes. that's a red flag. That's a red then flag. by the time it gets to six months, there is no improvement. Mark another mark red another. flag. Yes. By the time it's two years. Yes. Now consult and yes. have special uh, see a specialist. Yes. Okay. Then there is this other story about um, looking still at the communication aspect of it. Um, we have had very many misdiagnoses where we have children being taken for surgery or being assumed to be deaf. So as a parent, when I'm to, I'm engaging a child and I'm not getting any feedback, that means they're not looking at me or they're not answering me back. And we've had cases where they, they're totally not emotional. They can't even, like, when you do tickle, tickle, they don't even smile back or anything. Yeah, those are some of the, the beginning signs and symptoms we're being told to look at. So as a parent, how do we tell apart between a child being deaf and a child having delayed uh, speech? Good. In communication disorder, because mm -hmm. I'm still going back to the, the foundation, the rules. Okay, the rules of the, the communication, yeah? When we talk about the communication disorder, we divide it into three areas. Okay. And the third first thing is the hearing. Okay. If you can't hear, mm -hmm. you can't speak. Okay. If you cannot speak, you mm -hmm. can't be able to develop the speech and language. Okay. So we have to rule out the issue of the hearing. Mm -hmm. And when we talk about the hearing, we don't mean that the child is deaf. Because okay. the hearing has its own graph. Okay. We have the mild, mm -hmm. moderate, the profound. Okay. If a child is a moderate, has a moderate hearing loss, what will happen? They may not be able to hear the baby speaking it. A normal conversation, mm -hmm. they get lost. Okay, like is it about the tone or is it about what? Um, the despair, the loudness. Oh, the, the pitch, the pitch. The pitch of the vocal. Okay. If a child is severe to, it's moderate to severe, mm -hmm. they can only hear sound like a bang of the dog or a helicopter passing. Oh, oh okay. So the way we are talking, a child with a moderate uh, to severe hearing loss mm -hmm. may not be able to hear. Okay. And also we also have all the, the speech sound. We know that the speech is made of sounds. Yeah. Words are made of sounds. Yeah. There are some low frequency sounds like boo poo, those are low frequencies. So, the, the, the O part of it is what is low frequency. Yes, but now when you go to now to the high frequency, like said, there are some children who may not be able to hear. So, the hearing test, test 
at which level the child is able to hear, okay. and how, which frequency sounds the child is not able to hear. So, so that, that frequency, <laughs> I'm learning today. You see, I'm actually taking notes. Yes. Today, I'm a thorough student. <laughs> so there's the high frequency sounds. Uh -huh. So you may ask us how to say the word spoon, and mm -hmm. they are saying poon. Oh, yeah, I've experienced that. That yes. I can attest. But it's because yeah. they cannot hear this. So what do I do? Do I increase the volume when I'm saying this? That's, or that's why it's good to rule out the hearing. Okay. Lord. And it's only in, in Africa, but in other different countries. Mm -hmm. After giving birth, about eight months, the child should go for hearing test. Really? But 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 there is free. So uh, oh, yes. Yeah. For us, we have to yes. put it on the budget. Yes. Like we have this. And after do. some few months, also mm -hmm. there is another screening, which uh, which is free. Okay. Uh, in the kindergarten, like in US and UK, they also do those okay. tests, the hearing test. Oh, before enrollment, that is. Even if the child is there, I think they, they do about three, 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 it's some few months after that, then mm -hmm. after some few months, mm -hmm. yes. But they do it, it's okay. catered for by the by government. By the government. Yes. We just hope and pray that one day we will get there. I would like to take a break and actually process all of this, then I can at least realign myself. So thank you viewers for those joining us live on Facebook. Thank you for joining us. Those who are at home, thank you for joining us. We're talking to Mr. Mwangi Irungu Asa. He is a special needs education teacher and a speech therapist at that. With me, my interpreter is Maureen Maitha and myself, Sylvia Moramo-Chabo. Kindly send, it, send us your questions either on Facebook or on, you can SMS us on 20508. I'll say that again, 20508. So send us your questions so that we can engage Dr. Rimo and get to know exactly what we look out for and anything that he could have said that you'd like to be expounded because we're here for you. So see you shortly and stay tuned, don't go far away. Thank you. Welcome back, welcome back our viewers, both on Facebook and those who are seeing us live on the station. Welcome back to NeuroDigest with me, Sylvia Moramo-Chabo, my interpreter, Maureen Maida, and today we have a special guest, a speech therapist with 18 years of experience, who's taught very many students who are autistic and who are neurodiverse in very many ways. We have Dr. Mwangi Asaf Irungu, who's taken us through the basics of what communication and speech is, today I learned that there is a difference. To me, it was always the same. So I'd like for, to take him back a bit to, we, we had discussed earlier that there are different types, or rather, the spectrum of autism is segmented into like three sections. The low functioning, high functioning, and the medium. We are rather like, we, we are trying to change the narrative to say, the ones who need more support, who need less support, and those who might not need a lot of support Per se, right, Dr. Ari? Yes. So, engagers, how, how is speech related with now the, the entire spectrum? Uh, on thank that you, side? Sylvia. I'm not a doctor, I'm, I'm <laughs> a therapist and a teacher. For us, a therapist <laughs> is a doctor, and we shall live by that. Yes, Maureen? <laughs> yeah, according to DSM 5, okay. uh, Diagnostic Statistical Manual okay. 5, mm -hmm. Uh, autism, which is a spectrum, mm -hmm. 
have been embedded into some few areas. Mm -hmm. And one is the autism, the one which we know, which is called the classical autism. Okay. Whereby the difference, the main difference between this one is the, the cognitive level is low. Okay. They take time to acquire what we call adaptive behaviors. Okay. And most of these children, half of them, they are mute. Okay. Adaptive behavior. Like we don't want to lose our audience. Yes. Adaptive okay. behavior means that it's uh, ADL activity of the daily living, like ah, yes. dressing, okay. brushing teeth, mm -hmm. using the toilets. Okay, so the basic things we take for granted. Yes. Okay. Yeah, we take for like they need to develop in, in areas All right. which a typical child has not really. Okay. Yeah, that's now the common classical autism child. Okay. Okay. Most of them are mute, mm -hmm. and some also have a color. All right. Which now, what we are saying about high functioning is mm -hmm. what also we call the Asperger syndrome. Okay. And when we talk about the Asperger syndrome, the developmental even in language is okay, okay. up to a level when they go to maybe four or five years. Right. When now, because their main issue is not the communication, they're able to use the word, they know the meaning of the word, they're able to understand it, express themselves. Mm -hmm. But now the main issue is come now to the social use of language or the contextual use of language mm -hmm. which we call pragmatic use of language okay when talk about the pragmatic use of language is to know what to say when to say and where to say it ah so the people who just speak without filters yes like they'll say whatever they think without yes. minding your emotions without minding how you will feel yes. or what forum it is yes. so that is the high functioning yes and, and you see this, they thrive well in, in most of the areas, and they can even fit in a regular school. Okay. Yeah, but they have some challenges, mm -hmm. especially when it comes to the imaginative skills. Okay. I had a child mm -hmm. uh, who was, was not able to imagine in uh, year seven. So he was told to write about an essay that one day I was lost in the forest, and he wrote, I've never been lost in the forest. <laughs> Imagination also deals with the language. Okay, okay. Yeah. Let, let, me, let me just take that in. So we're saying that, okay, we're all, I'm trying to imagine all the compositions when I was growing up that I was given. Like, I woke up in the morning, I had a band continue. So for them, that does not exist. The fact that you've actually prompted them that I need you to create this scenery. Yes. So that does not exist. Most of them have difficulty. Most of them. They have a difficulty in trying yes. to imagine things. Because you cannot separate language and imagination. They, they still go together. Somehow. Okay. Yes. So how, the imagination part of our brain, how does it normally... Okay, there is like when you're trying to... Let's say solve a problem, yes. yeah? And that takes that you need to try come up with the situation. Like, if this goes wrong, I picture myself that this has gone wrong, then get a solution around that. So that's the part that is challenging. But mm -hmm. when it comes to the concrete issues, facts. they are able. We're talking about facts. They are able. Yes. Yes, you give them a puzzle. They can sort it out. They can sort it out. And that's why some of them are, they are very good in IT, in the computer, in design. Okay, so, so, so but, but now it's come to the component of the language mm -hmm. only. That's mm -hmm. where now they have a ah, So when it's language plus, it's plus, they are very good at it. Yes. Very good at it. Yeah. I've given an example of this um, actor called Sheldon in the Big Bang Theory. Yes. He's like a scientist. Yes. Like he can tell you all the 
aspects of the table of you know the the scientific aspect the chemistry yes. the the eclipse how the universe and what neutron and krypton and you know those very complex things that we see to be very hard very hard to actually i could say that's why we fail in our physics and, <laughs> and chemistry in school but so this is a plus remember i said earlier i think they have superpowers it's just that we look at it we like tend to focus on something different they have a plus but mm -hmm. if you interact with them you see that their communication will always lead to their own area of, of interest. interest. So if I like this, you will talk about what you I talk like. about it. Okay. So if someone likes maybe cars, mm -hmm. you bring about it was raining. Mm. Along the way, he will still bring the, the issue cars. of the car. <laughs> yes, so it's raining, but the car cannot pass through the mud. You see. Ah. So any conversation which you bring, it says go, go back to his own interest. interest. Okay. You see, now when in communication, still that is up. Okay, because the, you, you need them to move out from what it is your comfort, yes, zone, comfort zone and try and imagine a different scenario yes. and that's where they have the challenge yes right? and also they also don't know the social cues like like i'm hinting like you know the way we try and communicate yes. like if i wink at you or yeah. i do this that means sure. let's go or something they can't process even that they have difficulty okay they have difficulty but yes. can, it's something that we can train stuff we can train yes. them or something they must you see to another Typical child, it comes just without. They just acquire. Uh huh. It's an but, acquired skill. Yes, yes, but for them, they must learn that skill. Most of them, and they must be trained. So when, as a teacher in class, you, I, I believe you have a lot of work. I'm just trying to process all of these types. I'm trying to imagine. So as a teacher, I have to figure out this boy A is high functioning, boy B is low functioning. I have to custom make boy A's. Uh, classes so that I teach him according to what he's strong and work on his weaknesses and all that and then come to boy B still yes. if he's low functioning try and improve him on the other side so how, how hard how easy is it to maintain the children how many children do you have in a class first of all mm, seven at a sitting yeah. so so when you're doing your your therapy sessions as a teacher is it like you deal with okay i'll just develop you allow yes. me because i i'm always intrigued by how yes. teachers have patience memory you know like you have your own superpowers of your own how when you have all these children is it that do you cluster them like these are the aspergers which you said is a high functioning type of autism and then you have like the mild autistic and then you have the low functioning, then you deal with them and leave them with activities, but just dive us into your life, your daily life of teaching and uh, speech therapy just a bit. And also when you're doing that, you can also let us know like how exactly do we train the children to be able to acquire speech, if it's not too early to dive into that, at your pace, at, at your pace teacher. Good, thank you. Now here, when it comes to speech, mm -hmm. and we are talking about, someone said, when you see one, child in the spectrum, your bond is in one. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. So we do what we call individualized program. Okay. So each child has their own needs. Okay. Because you see, in the spectrum, they also come with their own behavioral issues, okay. which are totally different. Mm -hmm. and, and when it comes to a child in the spectrum, mm -hmm. the speech therapy mm -hmm. program is totally different from other neurodiversity. Okay. Because they have issues with social skills, mm -hmm. they have issues with the sensory issues. Mm -hmm. Some come with issues of attention and oh yeah, attention. Yeah. So a child come with their own, his or her own package. 
So you deal one on one, like customize everyone their yeah. own. Yeah, there's someone who just come with the speech issues. Mm -hmm. and, and let's go back, speech and language, they are also different. Different, yeah. When, when you talk about the speech, it's how the sounds which make a word. Okay. Speech yeah. is the sound. Speech is how, how you say words. You say words. Yes. Okay. And let me give you an example. When it comes to the speech, mm -hmm. we have three categories. Okay. We have the articulation. Mm -hmm. issues. Mm -hmm. So if I want to say banana, mm -hmm. I cannot say, say nanana. That's a speech issue. Okay. It's, it's not a language issue. Okay, because I, I can say it. I can yes, say I can it say so it can it. come out. It, yeah. it can come out. Okay. When I say about banana, banana, mm -hmm. so that's a speech it, issue, okay. which is a voice. Oh, it's a vocal. It's, it's a, a voice vocal. Okay. disorder, okay. but it's a speech issue. When I say banana, that's Still Stammer, a speech issue, stammering. but now the stammering, but it's a part of the speech. Okay. You see? Yes. So you may get a child who is in the spectrum, but they still have the speech issues and the language issues. Mm -hmm. There's someone who does not have the speech issues, but they have the language issue. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. When now we come to the language, it's, we always start with from the semantic. Okay. Do they know the meaning of this word? If I say cup, mm -hmm. they know what cup what is. Someone me a child who is very good in a karate will say cup. Cup cup. Mm. Book book. Pen pen. Because it's repeating basically. It's repeating. Yeah. But if you put that pen there in the book and then just pick book, you won't be able to pick the book. No. They cannot attach the, the one word book to what what to what, what it the, represents. The yes. So if I say give me that pen, yes. They will not understand what they it is that I'm saying. Understand. Okay. And so some, some parents come to us and they say they understand, but sometimes they understand through the context. Maybe, maybe you are going out and they say, let's go out, mm -hmm. get your shoe, we go out. Mm -hmm. So they child know that getting out of the door, you must have issues. So. Also, in that, in that, in the context. way you put it in a context, contextual form, yes. like this activity leads to this. So yes. they attach whatever they you're attach. trying to tell them. Yes. But so, how do they relate then in that full sentence? going out and shoes is it that now you keep saying the same thing over, and, over, over and over again over. And they know that you they cannot be allowed to get out without their shoes on so the minute you come and you don't have your shoes i tell you stop go yeah. wear your shoes yeah. so that way they pick this is a shoe yeah but that isn't that so slow a process of teaching a child i'm trying to imagine how frustrating that can be yeah. but so uh, do you get do you guys as teachers get tested on patients <laughs> yeah you see <laughs> Uh, for for you to be a teacher, you, the the first thing, especially a teacher to a child in the special need, okay. you must be patient mm -hmm. and you must be firm mm -hmm. and gentle. Okay. At the same time. Define. Uh, that's, I'm glad you used that word. Explain. Patient and firm. Yes. So and where gentle. do you draw? Uh, oh, okay. Okay. You draw in a third one. Yes. <laughs> patient, firm, firm and, and gentle. gentle. How do you and, draw and, the line? And especially to a child with special needs. Special needs, especially. Child is some behavioral issues. Oh, so autistic. So autistic behavior issues, behavior issues, and then language issues. Yes. So you have to deal with all yes. these moving all parts for yes. you to be able to actually, first of all, get them to listen, learn, and get to understand. So, is it like a godsend grace? <laughs> All right. no, I'm just trying to put myself in your shoes as a teacher yes. for 18 years. This is what you've been dealing with like every day, day in, day out. You know, you must, especially when it comes to the speech and language. Mm -hmm. If you know that the child can be able to say, mm -hmm. 
and they just want to point. Okay. So you decide that when you point, I won't respond. That's until being, you say. So that's being firm or that's being. That, that's being now firm. Firm. And, and also gentle. Gentle. Okay. So okay. you also don't become you you also don't become harsh to the child. Harsh meaning like shouting at shouting them and, stuff punishing. Like that and punishing them because yes. they did not respond to your directive. Yes. So how, when when a child chooses the form of communication, because I know that's something that I experienced as a mother, yes. because uh, before we could develop language, for me I'd say that's something I appreciated, yes. yeah, because Andrew at that point would come and hold my hand. And if he wants to, because he, he, he was not saying milk or whatever it is, you can tell he's unsettled. But he'll take your hand and take you to the fridge and point. So for me, that was a relief yeah, as I, a parent, because he can show me what it is that he wants. So I'm less frustrated. And you see now, that one is language. But you are saying that he had no language. But he had what we call non-verbal non-verbal language. language it was there okay so language is a form of communication whichever yes, way whichever way. way it can be non-verbal it mm. can be verbal it mm. can be written it, it can be signed like the way she's signing uh -huh. <laughs> yes okay. okay uh when you go to the mall mm -hmm. there are some symbols yes so you see james right now they don't write the word james but yeah, you can you just see, see a command yes and they can know that is james yes but so how do they oh. that's how you communicate language. language symbols okay yes signs when you are driving, uh -huh. you see stop, no, no entry. No entry. They no. don't write no entry, but Just, you see. There's a sign. Yes. Okay. But now you know what that means. Okay. So we've said, so where does the patience come in? In, in, in as, a, as a, let me call it a virtue. Like we've said, you have to be firm. You have to be, you have to be firm, patient, and gentle at the same yes. time. I consider the times that I've said this 20 times, why are you not getting it? That is, that is me being frustrated. So I need to be firm in that I do not budge when I'm trying to change, let's say now, the language of I want them to, I want to encourage the, the child yes. to use their voice yes. instead yes. of using the technique of yes. pointing, pointing and stuff like that. Holding your hand. Holding my hand and taking yes. me. So how do, I, how do I implement that firmly, gently, and at the same time, what was the other word? Patient. Okay, because with, with you, you don't expect if you achieve, uh -huh. so that's okay. Mm -hmm. If it takes time, if it takes longer to achieve, mm -hmm. that's normal. Okay. If at all you won't achieve, mm -hmm. you tried. I tried. I can say at least yes. I tried. Yes. Okay. And, and let uh, viewers know this that there are some children okay. in the spectrum mm -hmm. who never acquire verbal language. Verbal language. Yes. So they, that, that means they 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 they. they to either taking your hand to show you or pointing and pointing. stuff like that so that is yes. the way they they learn how to do it yes and that's where now we come as professional we come with what we call alternative argumentative oh, right. yes. alternative what again <laughs> yes. say that one yes. again alternative argumentative argumentative yes okay yes. Uh -huh. and at this whereby we used to write pictures all right. uh, what is mainly called PECS, picture exchange communication. So, oh, that's the full word of PECS. I've, yeah. I've had I've picture had that a lot. exchange communication system. Okay. Whereby, mm -hmm. if this child is not able to speak, mm -hmm. but they want to use the washroom, mm -hmm. so they can pluck a photo mm -hmm. of a washroom and mm -hmm. then they show you. So then that tells me that they want to go. They want to go. So how do they tell me if it's, if it's a long or a short? 
So one they show you, uh -huh. when, when they go there, they do, do their business. Because here, we are trying to reduce the frustration. Okay, yes, that's true. That's Between true. you two. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. You see, okay. here there is the listener, mm -hmm. and there is the speaker. Yes, that's true. The speaker is a child. Yes. In the spectrum. In the spectrum. They want to go for a call. Mm -hmm. They cannot say it. Yeah. Yes. They, they don't know how to write. Mm -hmm. They cannot use a sign. Mm -hmm. But they are very good with the tissue. Okay. So they can see this is what I want. Mm -hmm. So they show you mm -hmm. and then you understand what they want. So the visual when it comes to PECs, PECs yes. which we have said is picture picture exchange communication, communication system. System. Yes. So it takes a while for them to actually relate this picture means so does it mean when you're teaching them, like if I want to take them to the loo for the first time, let's say I'm a fresh parent, I want to introduce PECs in my house. So I take them, take them to the toilet, then I show them the picture so that they relate? Yes. That exactly. is exact, that's exactly how because it is. Because now even the pets, if a child, the, cog the cognitive ability is low. Cognitive, which we say is the re re relating, to like putting things together. Yeah, the IQs, the IQ, okay. it also, right. the matching, it, or mm -hmm. all those. Mm -hmm. If a child cannot be able to relate these pictures, mm -hmm. and then they still have an issue. Oh, That's why they are saying that when it comes to speech and language, uh -huh. the speech and language therapists don't, don't work alone. Oh yes, you have to work with? In, in a multidisciplinary. Multidisciplinary session. Okay, so yes, what does this, who, 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 who exactly, when you're talking of not working alone, who exactly are we talking that we should be adding into the conversation when you're trying to yeah. teach a child speech? Who else should be involved? You see, from the word book, we say that we have to rule out the hearing, yes. if we suspect. Okay. So you have to work with an audiologist. Yes. If there's some hearing laws, mm -hmm. however minimal, you still have to work with audiologists. Okay. So here, if there's some sensory issues, mm -hmm. you have to work with an audiologist. So when we're talking about sensory issues, it's some of the things that we had said that they have like, they hear things differently, see things differently, feel things differently. So when we have the children who like, the, when we're discussing about pitch, yeah? Mm -hmm. So when we're talking about them having, a, that they hear so much like, it, it could be something, a low tone, but they hear it very expansive, right? Yes. Then we have those ones who hear, even the, like a pin drop, uh, they, can, they can still hear. So that's still part of, of, sensory. of, of the, that is the sensory side, sensory. a sensory yes. side of it. And, okay. and, and you, you see, if a child has some high sensory overload, mm -hmm. that they always block their ears. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we know for you, to acquire language or words, you must hear this yeah, one. Yes. Yeah. So the child is always blocking his ears. Yes. Yeah. So will they have an issue with yeah. acquiring words naturally? Yes. Yeah, yeah, so you have also talked with that? Sensory, uh, on occupational therapy. Yes. Who deals with the sensory integration issues? <laughs> sensory integration issues. So that means they try to get them from that discomfort yes. of hearing too loudly to try and bring it down to a regular, let's call it, let's yes, call it regular. regular. But how, how can you how can you adjust that? I know we have the earmuffs yeah. for cancelling excessive yeah. noise, yeah. right? That is one way, right? What is there any other way? Yeah, there's what we call AIT, auditory integration therapy. Okay. Yes. We have so many therapies, man. <laughs> yeah, we have so many therapies. But 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 I think I think it's only two people who are doing it here in Kenya. Two out of the masses. We are talking of autism yeah. being one yeah. to fifty-eight. Yes. Yeah. That's the numbers we are dealing with. So when we only have two in Kenya, so 
want to our children. <laughs> Not want to our children, but that's a big problem. So I'd encourage the people who are in school. That is one of the areas you can actually try and get into so that we can be able to assist our children better. That means they'll be better integrated into society. And um, I'll ask a question. I'm looking at time is not on our side. And I think we might need a part two of this. Yes, yeah? yeah? We, we, have, we, we have to. It's a big topic. It's a very big topic, my dear viewers, that we have yeah, seen. Because already I've just said about two types of autism. Only, we've Central. only touched two. High functioning, which is Asperger's. Uh -huh. and, and the, the classical autism. And the classical autism. And then yeah. there's the PDD nose, pervasive departmental disorder, not otherwise specified. Wow. Then okay. we have the Reed syndrome, which uh -huh. is only affected girls. Uh -huh. Yes. So how, how about we say to be continued next week? Is yeah. that fair? Yes. So next week, same time, same place. But before that, we had a question. Um, a friend of mine asked, where do you study speech therapy and for how long? How much is the fees for the same? And in a classroom level, how can you help a child to develop speech? In a classroom level. Yes, because you are a teacher, so I think that was squarely placed, like uh, your profession versus yeah. what exactly it is you're yeah. doing. Yes. Okay, let me pass. I'll answer the first one, yeah? Okay. Right now, Kenyatta University is offering this course. Okay. But at a master's level. Only in master's? Only in master's okay. level. Mm -hmm. But you can go outside Kenya, India, UK, USA, South Africa. Mm -hmm. you, you can do it. Mm -hmm. uh, KU is a master's program of uh, three years. Two years. Yeah, there's two years. Theory, there's one year internship. Okay. Yes. Internship meaning you have to come to the school and actually work with the school. Mainly to mold the seniors with the therapies you must be attached to them. Because it's a more of a clinical course, so there must be an internship. Okay. I know we had touched a bit about with her last question about the classroom level, yeah? Yes. Is there anything that we should touch on or can we make this for next week? What, what, what is your view? Is it something yes. you can summarize just yes. for her interest? The, right? the classroom level also always depends on the individual. Mm -hmm. And the type of autism and the level and other other behavioral issues which are there. Okay. Let me give uh, you can do also pairing. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a boy who is high functioning, mm -hmm. so we have done the pairing. Mm -hmm. So we have picked typical children, mm -hmm. two typical boys, okay. to be with them. This child is in high functioning, mm -hmm. and especially in what we call figurative language. Okay. We, are, we are this boy is able to communicate very well mm -hmm. but when it comes to the figurative language like yeah, pull up your socks oh, figurative language meaning idioms metaphors oh yeah the, the, the hidden meaning the hidden meaning okay. meanings yeah okay. so mm -hmm. you one day that just said pull up your socks and the boy went down to pull up his socks mm -hmm. oh so they are <laughs> oh yeah instead of like you need to pull yes. up your socks when yes. you're studying yes. so they don't quite get to understand like break it down yeah, to it the, down. the complex speech is uh, something that they have difficulty dealing with. Yes, when when come, they they have what we call little meaning. Okay. Any hidden meaning give them difficulty. Okay. To to try to unlearn what that means. So if you tell me, give me the cup, that's easy. I that's know easy. I go get the cup, yes. bring it to you. Yes. But the the minute I say like uh, the apple does not fall far from the tree, yes. I have lost them you totally. Lost them. Or or you say that yesterday it rains scattered dogs. So they'll go looking for cats and dogs outside. Yes, <laughs> okay, your life must be very interesting, clearly. So we are talking to our, he said he's not a doctor because he's a therapist. So there is a difference between a doctor and a therapist. For us, we always say we're going to the doctor. So, <laughs> so we're speaking to therapists 
Asaf Mwangi Irungu, who's had 18 years of experience in education of special needs children and also in speech therapy, and he's currently doing his master's, right? Yes. On the same. So since we've not even managed to do 50% of what we intended to do today when it comes to speech and language, we shall continue this next week, same time, same place here on Science TV with me, Sylvia Moramo Chabo. And our interpreter for today was Maureen Maita. Thank you, Maureen, for being a lovely interpreter. So that means we have included everyone. One of the things that we encourage here at Science TV and at Andy Speaks for Special Needs Persons is that we leave no one behind. In that, the, those who are hard of hearing are also included in the conversations that we have because they, they face the same challenges that we face as persons who can actually hear. Don't forget, if you have any questions, you can talk to us on our Facebook page, Andy Speaks for Special Needs Persons. You can also talk to us on Twitter. My handle is Mora Sylvia or Andy Speaks for. And on Instagram, you can send us a message on Sylvia Mochabo or Andy Speaks. Sylvia Mochabo or Andy Speaks, or even you can send on Science TV, but you have to do the hashtag NeuroDigest so that the question can be directed to the episode today. Thank you for being with us. I'm your host, Sylvia Moramuchabo, on our sixth episode of NeuroDigest. And we have said, stay tuned next week, same time, same place, as we go on with speech therapy. And we shall expand more because we've not been able to exhaust. So do have a lovely evening, and we'll see you next week once again, right here on Science TV for NeuroDigest. Sleep well and be blessed.